Hello, everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Bird Brothers Podcast. I am always glad to see you, and so is my friend Condor. Condor, how are you doing today? He's just scratching his back with a back scratcher for all you audio I re- listeners. I really like the back scratchers. They're really nice. Okay. Hello, everybody. Oh, it's been so long since we've we've talked like this. Am I like just, two weeks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just really it's an extra still, week. For, yes, but it was still so sad because I'm so used to doing this every week and I was a little sad, but that's Aww. okay. I've just mostly filling my time with my PS5 and other yeah. stuff as well. What so can just I bragging say? about that PS5? Yes. I, I For all those audio listeners, because I know you guys can't see, I got a haircut. Mm-hmm. And I good. also have new glasses. Oh. Yeah, my old one's broke. Oh, no. It's very sad. That is sad. I'll, I'll, go into, I'll go into details about that later. But, you know, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Always so good. We're recording on this beautiful Saturday, April 2nd. Thank goodness we're not recording on April 1st, or I'd be making so many April Fool's jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like, the- prevented that. Oh, yeah, and you, Fal- Falcon knows I would go a little crazy with that now, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, everything's going good. How how's your uh, how's your little uh I know you took the week off because you went mm-hmm. to a wedding. Yeah, That's I went right. to a wedding. Yeah, it was good. How was that? It was good. Uh, Miami was nice to see. Uh, not not what I thought it would be. I thought I was expecting it to be a lot crazier, but it was like really kind of chill for the most part, uh, which was surprising. Uh, but yeah, the wedding was good. Uh, it was really nice. Uh, it was at like a family member of the the bride's house, uh, so it was just kind of like really small and stuff. Really nice. The only weird thing was that they like used all their budget on like the cake and the like decorations. So then like all the food was just like. Uh, like freezer <laughs> section of Walmart, like bagel bites what? and stuff. It That's was still horrible. good. It was just weird. Like you're at this like really nice house in Miami. It's backed up against like a lake or a river. It's like a water water bagged house just in the backyard. It's all nice. And like here's some bagel bites. It's like all right, that's cool. Uh, it, it was good. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that was just a, a weird, a weird. Little, I just little be detail. like, I just be like, so when's the real food coming out? I mean, neither one of these two have, like, a lot of money. So, like, I, I could tell very much, like, they wanted to make sure they had, like, a really nice cake. The cake was great. Uh, they wanted to make sure, like, it looked looked the part. But then, yeah, I was just kind of like, crap. Uh, all right, go buy bagel bites and, like, <laughs> Swedish meatballs and stuff, I guess. I was uh, honestly expecting you to say, like, McDonald's or something as, like, the no, food. No. <laughs> no, but it was, it was still nice. I enjoyed it. But They get, uh, like, five, they get, like, a thousand nuggets for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be great. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I ever, and got a nugget platter. Yeah, that would have been. Honestly, nice. if I ever got married, I wouldn't mind my wedding being catered by McDonald's. <laughs> just have like a McDonald's assembly on. You go up and place your order, and they just make it for you. Yeah, maybe something like that. You yeah. know, like they have those restaurants where you can like they cook in front of you. It'd be like that, but McDonald's. Yep, I would totally. Do- <laughs> so you would have tables. With an island in the middle with a microwave and burger ingredients. And they would just microwave it there for you. Yeah, that's what there I would totally go. do. Totally. I love McDonald's so much. Actually, it reminds oh. me, yesterday, I ordered Five Guys. Mm-hmm. And you know Five Guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know how yeah. you get a large fry? They always hook you up with the fries. Yeah. 
Well, they hooked me up really extra with the fry. It's like I ordered two large fries for the price of one. Like half of my oh, bag wow. was just fries. I'm like, why did they give me so many fries? And I'm like, do I know anybody who works at Five Guys? Do they recognize me or do they just feel generous? I have no idea. But needless to say, those are some pretty good gosh, gosh darn fries. So I'm very, very thankful. And the burger was also really delicious mm -hmm. as well. So I mean, let's be real. It was probably just some employee who just didn't care and just like dumped the whole thing of fries in the tray. Um, which I'm not complaining. Fries. Right. I'm right. not complaining at all from that. It was, it was really delicious. It was really good. So it was really good that you uh you uh you went to that wedding. You got to travel a little bit. That was yeah. good. I wish you came to visit me though, but unfortunately I do not reside in Miami. You're so close. I know you were in New York at one point, right? Yeah. So my flight down, I flew from Nashville to JFK in New York, and then from JFK to Miami. Uh, so I was in the New York airport for like two hours. Yeah, so that was fun. Never been to New York. Now I have, and it was just in the airport. You know. Yeah, New New York is uh New York's fine. I I went there I think a few years ago for like one day with my friend. It was kind of bad because the only thing we did was like walk around. We went to the Nintendo store and that's it. Then we just kind of went back to our hotel, rested. Then we woke up at like five in the morning and traveled back. And I'm like, we weren't even here for 24 hours. Yeah, no, I'd love to go there for a week. Probably what I would do. I don't know that I care to like see all the sights if I ever went to New York. I would very much just rather like go eat some New York pizza. Go to the Nintendo store and fly. That's back. what we did. Like, <laughs> we literally, like, I could fly there, get pizza, go to the Nintendo store, and then just go fly back out and be perfectly fine. Is that just a New York experience now? Basically, just go out <laughs> and get the pizza and, and uh, Nintendo store. And I'm like, oh, okay. Especially I, I would love to eat out the restaurant. Rockefeller Plaza. I think that's where the Nintendo store is. So I would see it by default of going to the Nintendo store. But like, yeah, I would just be like, cool. How, when you were in New no, York, how many hours were you in New York for? Just like two. It was just a layover. Um, you should be like, yo, can we hold this flight up real quick? I got to go visit my friend Donkey Kong down at the, the Nintendo, <laughs> the Nintendo store. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, I, well, you were busy. I actually had some. Uh, I've actually had some time, some fun times myself. So I, I haven't told you this. Uh, I actually subscribed to PlayStation Now. Oh, okay. I did. I so I'm like, all right. So what am I gonna do? Uh, about all this like i i mean because there's these games i wanted to play I, you know the blaze blue games the arcade mm -hmm. blaze blue games i really wanted to play them because i played the first one on my lap my gaming laptop when i had it and uh basically i, I really liked the story and i wanted to continue the story then i, I went to go play the second game because i own all the games on steam but uh unfortunately for some reason the second game was lagging on my my gaming laptop so i'm like i can't enjoy this game i hate lag so I could I stopped playing it right, and I noticed that uh, PlayStation Now had all the Blaze Blue games and all the titles. So I'm like, do I do it for a month? Do I do it for three months? Do I do it for a year? And then I, I like thought it out. I'm like, I think if I just do three months for twenty five dollars, it's completely fair. This is why I was like complaining to you about like the prices of mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. I'm like, I just bought PlayStation Now. It's actually funny because you go on PlayStation Now right now, you can only do it for like a month. You can't right. do it like any other any longer. You can only like subscribe for another month. I don't know if that's because my expiration date is gonna go away in June. And I think that's when it launches. I think it launches in June, July. The new PlayStation, mm -hmm. like Spartacus or whatever the heck they're calling it. It's just but PlayStation anyway. Now. It just has the different tiers, or PlayStation Plus. It just has the different tiers. But yeah, I got PlayStation now, and you know it's uh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, the game selection is pretty nice. So I will say, I, I played a uh, Ape Escape two the other day because that's an option. I'm like, oh hey, this is that that game. I know it's a classic uh, mm -hmm. Sony thing. 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't run on PlayStation Five. It just like glitches really not. badly. Like if you were to look, if you were to type in YouTube, uh, Ape Escape Two PlayStation Five, like you could play it, but like there's like so many graphical glitches that it's just not fun. Mm-hmm. It's really bad, and it's kind of sad because it's been like that for like ever since the PlayStation Five launched, and they haven't fixed it. So I have no idea what's gonna go on with that at all. But uh, yeah, I did that. But that that's not the that's not the the main thing that happened. Here's here's something that really happened that that uh, it kind of shocked me kind of pissed me off but uh so obviously as i mentioned earlier i played the uh i got playstation now to play the blaze blue game so i was playing the second game i was playing continuum shift and it's a ps3 title so you have to stream it on the uh the 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 ps5 you can't just like download it or anything so i was streaming it off the console and it was going fine there would be times when i was uh oh actually before that but for those who don't know blaze blue is a visual novel fighting game it's mm-hmm. made by Arc Systems, and uh, basically, you know, uh, I was playing it just to play, like, the story and everything, and, you know, sometimes when I would play, it would lag. It would lag. Like, it would do, like, the tiny little skips, like, you know, when you're connected. I don't have the best internet. I know there have been times in the past when, during the podcast, my internet has gone out. I know you mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, uh, you know, I was playing it one day and I, I was going through the story mode and the story mode is basically each character has like their own story and it's like one to two hour long. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's like, uh, I think there's about like 20 characters in the game. Right. And, uh, obviously since it's a visual novel, there's like multiple branching points. It's not like super big, but like each character also has like a gag ending as well. So it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. funny. And the one thing I really love about Blaze Blue is the the voice acting is very good in it. Like they have like really good voice actors, and if anyone's like just watch a cutscene, they're like, "Wow, this voice acting is like pretty good," and everything. So that's kind of like that what what appealed to me the most. So yeah, I was playing it, and I, I finished everyone's story, and I'm like, "Okay, now there's just the true end." But before that, I want to go through everybody else's uh, stories because some of them were like 68% or 82%. Right. And I went 100% it before I went into the true end, right? So I, I started doing that. I was on cleanup duty before doing the true end. So I, I go to do it and I'm playing this battle and suddenly the, everything just freezes. So I maybe there was like a, a glitch with the server or something. So it just froze. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to wait a little bit, see if it unfreezes. So I waited like two minutes and uh nothing unfroze so i'm like all right i'm just gonna exit out of the game and uh go back into it so i exited out of the app and i went back into it right and uh it started loading up right mm-hmm. and it started saying installing trophy data and i'm like what what but what and then it said would you and it's like no save data has been found for this game <laughs> Delete your like, save. what so like I'm like is this is this a joke? So I like shut off my PS5 and turn it back on. I still said the same thing, and uh, basically uh, I try. So then I'm like, oh okay, let me just create a new save. And you know what happened when I click yes to creating a new save? What? It saved, the save data is corrupted. Mm. So basically, what you're not supposed to do is you're not supposed to shut off games, PS3 games, when you're streaming them like mid game, or else mm. it'll like corrupt the corrupt the save data. So I was like really upset. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I only just need to do the true ending, and then I can just move on to the next game. So I just, like, YouTube the true ending, which was just, like, 50 minutes. And I'm like, okay. But I'm still upset because I worked, like, so hard on, right. on it. And mm. I put a lot of effort into the game. And then it's just like, pfft. So yeah. uh, if there's a lesson to be learned is to just be careful uh, when you're streaming games on PS5. Or I guess maybe it's the same for the PS4. I have no idea. But I know Probably. for PS5 when you're streaming it, you're streaming the PS3 games. Just be careful. 
I think they mentioned with the new plan that you can download them, but download PS3 games. But I think that's only if you get the highest tier. No, it's still just streaming only for PS3, I believe. I think it's because the PS3 game hardware is like really tough. They they made it so like pirate proof that it, yeah, the architecture is so like bad and convoluted. It's just yeah, really. So but anyway, that's kind of been like my week for uh for a while while you while we were on break from doing the doing the pod i mean obviously i was watching the anime that right. we what we were watching as well but like this is what i was doing on my free time and i'm just like <sighs> again luckily i was near i was already just, I, did, I just technically had to do the true ending left so i just google i just youtubed it all fine mm-hmm. all good that was my little fun I also managed, I told you this earlier, but I also managed to buy Scarlet Nexus. I know we talked about that when we did the PS5 episode. Mm-hmm. I managed to score it for twenty under twenty dollars. I'm like, yo, nice. let's go. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a it's been a little recap on our lives, I guess, you know. Yeah. Which leads us to the reason why you're all here. The anime that we watched for the week. Which we anime! left a surprise the last time. We did. And I we did actually. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, forgot. <laughs> uh, yeah, we ended up watching a classic that I have seen numerous times through. I've never Condor seen it. Had this never seen. My, this is my first. I was like, I've always wow. heard so many good things about it. Obviously, yeah. but you, it's like, it's like when you hear a lot about a show, and it's like, oh, I kind of don't want to watch it though. Right. I don't know. It's like one of those instances. It's kind of like my same thing with Jujutsu Kaisen, which I know everybody was. Uh, I was like watching clips that apparently won Anime of the Year of 2020. And I'm like, okay. And, and, and I'm like, okay, whatever. So obviously it must be good if I got anime of the year, you know. But I, everyone's just hyped it up that I'm just like, I kind of just don't want to watch it. <laughs> well, I mean, eventually I probably will we'll probably, I'll probably recommend us to watch it for the podcast, maybe. Or maybe I'll just watch it on my own time. I have no idea. But yeah, this anime that we watched, uh, obviously if you're watching on YouTube for in the year 3000 you'll have already known because it's on the top right but for you audio listeners uh falcon why don't you tell them tell them what we watched we watched the classic that is oran high school host club oran high school host club that's yeah. right that's the anime we watched this anime was uh it was made by the studio bones did you know yeah. that yeah, I did know that actually. I've watched it like five cr- times. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah. It's like Bo- Bones is a really good studio. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Tell you that. Uh, we both watched it dubbed. Me and you. We both watched mm-hmm. it dubbed. Uh, and honestly, the dub was really good. I really. It's honestly one of, if not my favorite English dubs. Everybody does a great job with it. Personally. Yes. Yes, yes. I, I really liked. Uh, I think there were some things that were a little mad, but overall, it was really, it was really good, and I really liked it. Uh, the dub that is the show is was still good too, but uh, I I I uh so obviously why don't you why don't you tell us the premise of the show there uh, Falcon old buddy old pal. All right, so normal like middle class girl Haruhi Fujioka uh, gets accepted on a scholarship to this uh, school. You already, which... ruined, you already ruined the ending of episode one. <sighs> Whatever. I don't, whatever. It's a synopsis. Get over it. Uh, she gets accepted to this uh, school called uh, Oran Academy. It's for like the really wealthy families to send their kids to. I am very rich and I have so much money. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she wants to be like a lawyer, 
So she she's like, yeah, I can go to the school, graduate, and then I can be even better at being a lawyer. But she can't find a quiet place to study because these are all rich kids. So they're all just hanging out, chatting, having a good time. All the libraries are noisy. You know, oh my gosh, you can't find a place to study. So she finds this abandoned music room. And she's like, fine, I'll just study in here. It seems quiet. And she opens the door and there's like five or six cute guys there. And they're like, oh, this is the host club. But she looks like a guy. She's wearing baggy clothes and her hair's cut really short. So they're kind of confused as to why he or she is there. Uh, and uh, they're kind of talking and kind of freaking him, freaking her out. And then she ends up breaking the vase. And they're like, we were going to open that off for 8 million yen. And she's like, oh, no. So she had to join the host club to pay off her debt for breaking the vase. Uh, in which case they find out at the end of episode one that she is a girl. Yes, uh, and ruining it, ruining the, the the end of the first episode just right away, the first sentence. Hey, it's it's episode one, okay? It's It, it should be fine. It, Listen, whatever. You probably knew she was a girl sh- going into this. I did. I did know that. Because I remember I, when you told it to me, I'm like, isn't that the show about the, the girl who's like who a guy, a girl who's like secretly a, pretending to be a guy? Yeah. And you're like, no, it's technically the other way around. I'm like, isn't she trying to like hide her secret from the rest of the club members? But you're like, no, it's technically the opposite. <laughs> yeah, the club, no, she's hiding it for everybody else. Yeah, so she ends up joining, not realizing they think she's a guy. Um, but yeah, they all find out. But then she, she honestly says like, it's got no, it's kind of been fun just having these random girls fawn over me. Sure, I'll keep doing it, whatever, no big deal. Uh, but yeah, so it's just about uh, her time with the host club and their various uh, crazy things they do. Uh, so I, I didn't know when I going into that I didn't know that the vase was the reason why uh, Haruhi ends up joining the host club. But in the episode, I love how there's just an arrow like pointing at the vase. The to whole it. Time. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, why is pointing to this vase? Like, what mm-hmm. is the, is there is this vase have any significance? And then I'm like, oh, they're probably gonna just knock it over or something. Lo and behold, that's what happens. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, basically, there's this character who's who we all think is a guy, but is actually a girl, and you know that she joins the host club, which is really, which is really, it's a really fun concept. Though honestly, I'm gonna be real. I feel like I I feel like this would be would have been hard to get into for some people if they didn't like understand like the basis of what a host club was, you know. Uh, I I didn't know what a host club was before this, so I was I just thought it was something they made up for the show. No, no. Uh, so host club, like, I played like Yakuza and, and like did more stuff. That I was like, oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, this came out when I was in high school, so like I hadn't really like looked too much into like Japanese culture and stuff yet. I just watched anime and played JRPGs. Uh, so like when I watched, it, I didn't know about it, and now I, I obviously know, of course, what it is. Uh, but yeah, like it it didn't hamper me from getting involved in it because it was still really funny. But it was kind of like, so it's a club where just these guys host girls after school. Because they can, and they're all because just those like, girls have too much time on their hands. I love it. Like for the first half of the show, it starts off with that, just about like, oh, a place where boys have too much time on their hands and are day girls who also have too much time on their hands. Yeah, like it's just great. Um, but yeah, it I, it was still funny. I just thought it was like a really weird premise, and now I'm like, oh, this is actually a thing, and I know more about it. But I yeah. uh, I watched this YouTube video. Uh, shout out to Sea Dog VA, but basically he did a video on YouTube about how he went to like a real mm-hmm. uh, J- Japanese host club because he lives in Japan, and yeah. uh, basically he uh, he he pretended he pretended to be a host, and uh, you know I I got like obviously before that I played the Yakuza games and I knew about it, 
but I didn't know how much effort you put into it. Obviously, the anime or in high school isn't as much effort as like a real one. But goddamn, like you want to know one of the biggest requirements of being a host, Falcon? I bet you'll never guess. Is it being single? I mean, that is a requirement, but something that it's. I guess it wouldn't be a requirement, but it's something that you you have to have a a big tolerance to. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is? Uh, I'll just let you tell me. I don't want to guess. Basically, you have to have a really strong liver because the amount of alcohol you'll be drinking oh, every true, yeah. single night is absurd, and it could kill a man. Yeah. Probably, it's kind of crazy. And, and you know, it's even crazy because uh, even after a person's host club, like they're done hosting, they have mm-hmm. to go out on dates, and that's them still working, and they have to drink yeah. on those dates too. So they're still technically working, and actual real life hosts only get like. Probably three to four hours of sleep a night, yeah, or something. Because like when they wake up, they have to like text the girls, or check mm-hmm. in with them and stuff. You know, it's really like it's really crazy. So I, if you haven't watched that video, Falcon listening, I highly recommend it if you're interested in learning about like Japanese host clubs, especially mm-hmm. if you've watched this anime and or are interested in host clubs. But right. I feel like because I watched that. And because I played the Yakuza games, mostly because of the video, though, I feel like I got better enjoyment and better understanding. Or I wouldn't really, like, understand the concept of this. I'd probably, my brain today would probably think, this is stupid. Why do girls go to a host club just to be fawned over by guys? It's really dumb. It's like a maid cafe where, mm-hmm. you know, it's cool and effort. Maid, maid cafes are kind of cringe at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, there there is a host club that's just girls, the hostess club. You would just go there. Yeah, the hostess club. That's yeah. right. That's right, but uh, that's not was, as cringe as a maid cafe. Yeah, you're not. You don't have some girl in a maid out like uniform, like putting a magical spell sure of deliciousness I'm, on I'm your omelet. To a restaurant, would you like a magic spell on your food? Yeah, it's like no, no, thank you. No, uh, no but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just. It's, it's a very simple bar. premise, but they use it very well for this show. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, I'm obviously the host club isn't the big focus of it, even though it's called host club. But like, it is kind of like. It's basically like all these people in a club and they're hosting and they do events and they're and they grow to be friends and stuff and better people. Mm-hmm. Actually, I do have a little bit of a I, I I do have a little bit. I actually just remembered. I have a little bit of a I remember seeing a, a little ad for Orange High School Host Club. It's actually one of my DVDs that I have, one of my anime DVDs. And I think it was specifically the last episode cuz the thing I remember I remember the ad was like, the host club is disbanding. Watch what happens in the season finale of Oran High School Host Club. And it shows like Haruhi in that carriage at like the end. And I'm like, because yeah. I, I, I remember that now that I'm, I'm drawing the lines. I'm like, oh, they literally just showed the end of the show in this like thing. It must have been near the end that the DVD came out. It was it was it was Maybe. fun. But that's like my only experience with Oran High School Host Club. Other than that, I, I, I was going to this very blind. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so again, we both watched this dubbed, but there is a sub as well. So, uh, I, I, you know, you watched the sub, but would you say the dub is better or would you say they're equal? I personally prefer the dub. Um, the sub's not bad though. The subs, the subs are great. Uh, I just really like the English dub for this show. Um, yeah, either, either way you choose to watch it is fine. Uh, there's yeah. not a bad experience. We, we don't judge. Mm-hmm. Except like we if, do. If, if the dub was cringe, I would tell you the dub was cringe, but it is not. It is not. I was I was trying to think of a word and I forgot it. Oh, oh no. it's fine. 
yeah, uh, yeah. So the host club, it's about just the people in the host club, what they do, and also they. Uh, one of their mottos is they look after their guests. So if their guests are having personal issues or problems, they try to help solve those problems as a courtesy of them being a guest of the club or whatever. Uh, which, but anyway, which, an actual host club that doesn't happen. But you know, this yeah, is an that, that's just part of the show. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we should start talking characters. into the character. Yep. With, uh, of course, we'll start off with Haruhi, who is the main character. That's the, right. And this uh, would be the point where there'd be a picture, but unfortunately, we do not have any pictures today. So uh, you have to use your imagination. Partially due to technical issues, and partially due to be, being an older anime. So yes, uh, no, no pictures this time, sadly. Um, Sad. Yeah, Haruhi is the like. Uh, Haruhi Tapioca. Yeah, the kind of like the natural bookworm kind of like archetype as far as their personalities go, because all of them have some sort of like generic archetype for their host club personas. That's right, that's right. Uh, Yeah, she uh, gets drawn in due to the fact that she does not have 8 million yen to buy the Voss that she broke. Uh, And uh, she's having to adjust and get used to all of the host club craziness that happens. Uh, and just their opulence, like uh, the first episode, they uh, have her go buy more coffee and she buys instant, instant coffee, coffee because and that's like, what she's used to buying. What is this peasant joke I see before yeah, me? They, it, it becomes known as the commoner's coffee. They're like, oh, are the beans just already ground up? And she's like, no, it's instant. Watch. And she makes it. And they're all like surprised. It has one of my favorite lines on the show of that, too, because Tomaki's like, I will drink this coffee. And they're all like, whoa, are you sure? And one of the girls... One of my favorite lines of the whole show is like, I think I'll get grounded if I drink <laughs> if I'll drink this. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like your your dad's gonna ground you if he finds out you drank commoner's coffee. Oh my gosh. Such a terrible thing. Uh, but then it, it's funny because that they bring that back up later that, that became like their best selling drink is the commoner's coffee. That, I, that's um, what I was about to say. Something that they, that they don't like openly yeah. say, but something you notice is like how like open minded these rich people, these rich kids mm-hmm. are. Because, you know, at first they're like, ooh, I might get grounded or why do we have to drink this? And then it's like, this is our best drink. Everyone's drinking it. Everyone loves it. And it's like, wow, you guys are really like open minded for like really rich people because these people are like the richest of the rich. So, right, right. It's really nice, it's really nice to see. Uh, it's really nice to see that like everyone's coming to accept commoner ways. Like, don't even get me started on the episode where they all like visit Haruhi at, at her apartment and uh, they're <laughs> like, and like, they like, oh, I want to see a supermarket. Oh my God, I want to see a commoner supermarket. So great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Haruhi's kind of your like very much kind of the, uh, the straight man for the, the show. Oh, definitely. the rest are all the out man. there. She very much brings it back home, honed in. She's the straight man. She has funny moments as well, but she's, she's the down to earth, realistic one that you're going to relate to. That's right. Um, and her dad is also a trans. Yeah. Her, her dad uh, works at a transgender bar. Yes, a transgender uh, bar, which is really, it's really cool to see. Because mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense because, like, the first episode, you see Haruhi, and, you know, at the end of the episode, you see that, like, you know, she's a girl when you everyone thinks she, uh, that she's a guy. And mm-hmm. they ask her, like, why is that? It's like, it doesn't really matter how I dress or, like, what people refer to me to. I, I am me at the end of the day. And you can kind of see that from her from her father, who we get to know in that episode, as I mentioned, when they go to visit her at her apartment. And it kind of makes sense when you see it that way. It's really understanding. It's that mixed with the fact that she genuinely doesn't care what people think about her. It's a very she knows what she wants and she has her priorities straight. So unless it's one of those priorities, she genuinely just doesn't care. So like 
yeah, the fact that like she's used to her dad dressing up as a woman and going to work every night. And so like she doesn't care that she's wearing guys clothes. That doesn't matter to her. She wants to accomplish her goals. And that has no bearing on if she does or not. Um, she genuinely she's like, whatever, it's cool. Um, she's very easygoing. She she I feel like in a lot of other animes would be very stuck up and uptight with the kind of how the rest of her personality and archetype is built. Um, they they very much made her kind of just willing to go along with whatever happens. Uh, anything else you want to say about Haruhi, or should we move on? Well, I mean, Haruhi's a pretty pretty good. Oh god, the daddy. Haruhi's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. What do you think she passes the main character test, uh, Falcon? She's one of my favorite protagonists. I think of anime. She just she fits her role perfectly, uh, while being like likable and caring and. Uh, kind of like well versed well rounded of a character. I mean, I don't hate Haruhi, but I don't like a super super love her. I would say I just mildly like her. I would say probably like some of the other characters are way more interesting than her, but that's mm-hmm. that's to be that's that's considering like the, some of the backstory we get. That's by design though. They're supposed to be more interesting than her. Of course, cuz they're guys. That's yeah. their that's their type. <laughs> right. But, but, I, mean, like, I don't if mind if you... Haruhi. I think Haruhi especially at the last episode, where as mm-hmm. with the, with the, everything that happens in like the last episode, mm-hmm. so you know everything is like super good about it. At the end of the day, I really I really like a lot of it. Uh, I think the the reasoning I can say why she's one of my favorite protagonists is you take a look at the setup. This is very much a reverse harem. This oh, is definitely. essentially it's a reverse this is harem. Essentially that's not an actually a reverse harem. In anime form, and she actually has purpose and a personality. She's not just some character who gets swept up in the action and just lets whatever happen to happen. She actively is a driving force in how everything plays out. So I I very much like that. So I feel, especially for this kind of show, you're not going to get a protagonist better than Haruhi. And I think that's why I'm so Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I like Haruhi. She's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. She has really big eyes. She does just have like very big the, eyes. Just like all the girls mm-hmm. and honey. Yeah, but he's supposed to be the, the the Lolita. So yeah. Yes. Let's move on to Daddy, shall we? Yes, the Daddy of the host club, uh, Mister Tamaki Suo. Master Tamaki Suo. Oh my God! So I just want to say this before we we talk into it. I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up like uh, trivia facts about the show mm-hmm. that I usually do. I try to find like some fun facts or polls to do and i do have a poll which is going to be funny to share less later but uh i I was reading through like these 10 things you might have missed while watching the show and one of them was like tomic he has adhd and i'm like what (laughs) why is that important yeah why do people care (laughs) i don't know it's like you might have missed Tomic. He has adhd in the show due to how his short attention span and his hyperactiveness gets the best of him Okay, it's, it's weird. It's it's so weird. I really like Tomiki though. He's a really fun character to watch on the yeah. screen. He's probably my favorite. One of my uh, favorite. I think he's probably a fan favorite. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you about the real fan favorite later. Okay, uh, he's yeah, not even uh, on the list. Yeah, Tomiki is the, kind of like the president of the host club. He's the one who decided to get it formed and up and running and going and hand selected everybody he wanted to be in the club. Except uh, for Haruhi, who was except like, for Haruhi, yes. Lamau, you broke our vase. You're in our club. Everyone right. else was like handpicked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. His dad is also the superintendent of the school. 
Oh yeah. Which is something we don't find out till much later. Like uh, halfway through the show. Probably like, even over half over like, that episode before 22. Haro, yeah. Because uh, we found out really when Haro he does, and that's like at the very end. It's like, oh, no, did you it, not realize It was the that? episode with the newspaper. The newspaper. That's right. It was the newspaper. That was what, episode 18 or 19? I think that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, started the club because he didn't really know what to do. And as he says at the start of most episodes, it's, the school is a bunch of kids with too much time on their hands. Uh, so he forms a host club. He kind of picks this ragtag group of individuals to to be in there. Uh, but he's very imaginative. He's very impulsive. Uh, very caring. But he he has like uh, the, Falcon, the. It was actually episode fourteen. Oh, was it? Wow, <laughs> I mean, it feels like it was later than that. Oh yeah, uh, it, uh, well that's because we had like three or four episodes that was like the summer vacation. That's true. And then we had the the Casanova episodes, and then we had the the final three. So that, yeah, that, I guess that actually does make sense. Yeah, I love how um, you're. I love how you're leaving out the worst part of the show, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, I I am aware of the worst part of the show, and it will get mentioned because it, it literally mentioned. loses the show at least one, if not two points in my rating. Yeah, honestly, the that's worst the same point. thing yeah. for me. Uh, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Tomaki, he, uh, his whims are what uh, powers the host club. If he decides they're going to have a Hawaii day the next day, they have a freaking Hawaii day, man. Everything, and they have a Hawaii day. Uh, but his, his whims are what keep the club going. It's what keeps the girls coming back because they never know what he's going to want to do. But he's like your generic princely kind of guy, uh, just overly charming. Uh, I think my favorite scene of where he does it is at the end when one of the girls is showing her mom at the festival and the mom's like, well, I don't know that I approve. These seem like these are oh, guys yeah. who just get <laughs> off on all these girls fawning over him. And he's like, oh, but of course, you know, we're so sorry. He just does this thing and like instantly wins her over within like two seconds. Uh, I like Tomaki a lot. I honestly think it's my favorite Vic Mignogna performance. I know I, a lot I of didn't people even say Edward Elric. Mignogna. But I, I really like him as Tomaki. I think it's my personal favorite for, for him from him. He just nails it. Honestly, Vic Bignana is such a talented person, a mm-hmm. talented voice actor, because not only did he did this voice actor, but he also did Crow and Ruby. And I'm like, I'm like, oh I my love God, that that is the role you picked for him. Like, he also did Crow and Ruby. But, like, but, like, done. I really love Crow. I really <laughs> love Crow's character in Ruby, especially with all like the fanfic I've read. It really like pushes how much I really think Crow is an mm-hmm. awesome like character to go and like every time i like hear the voice he reads his lines in the fanfic i always think of the vic mignana voice yeah obviously because of what happened he has a different voice in volume seven and eight but uh you know it's just kind of it's just kind of i really like it i really just Mm -hmm. like it a lot and it's just so weird hearing like his crow voice compared to his uh tamaki voice it just goes to show that vic mignana is a very talented individual yeah i I don't know if we're gonna get flamed for saying that uh it's possible but (laughs) We also act like people care about what we say on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, I, honestly, freaking, I'm gonna say it right now: Dragon Maid's a good anime. Fuck everyone who hates it. Okay, that's right. That's right, Fox. I'm talking about you, you bitch. Oh, you, you called out Fox. Fuck, I'm oh, calling him out. Call, I think. Oh my gosh, good the anime. Other one? Okay. No, I'm not calling out any other. One. No, it's only Fox. What are you talking about? Wasn't there? Wasn't the the? Uh, anyway, I was told there was two people. Anyway, no big deal. Uh, should we move on to the next person? I guess the vice president of the club. We should haven't we? even talked about like most of the things about what Tom makes Tomaki have ADHD, like the article said. 
He he has whims. He follows literally. The whims. Literally, if you Google, does Tamaki have ADHD? You'd probably you'd probably be like, this is what happens. Tamaki exhibits the usual ADHD symptoms such as excitability, hyperactivity, lack of restraint, and short attention span. Although the anime never caters to this doubt, it's fairly obvious given how Tamaki shifts behavior and scares the Lord out of his mates at times. His emotional bouts are case in point of ADHD. As a okay. person, as honestly as a person who had ADHD growing up, I'm a little offended by that. <laughs> but okay. I think Tamaki's probably my one of my favorite. It's it's between him and the twins. Okay. I didn't say that there's there's only I would say there's any of the main characters I hate, other than like these three characters who are in like They're two all a really solid crew. Except yeah. for three characters who we'll talk about later. Yeah. But uh, I, I think Tamaki's pretty fun. I think he's a good character. I feel like seeing him in situations is always excitable and always good. And whenever he's on screen, he always like steals the show away. Mm-hmm. All right. He's, he is supposed to. But I guess we should move on now to... To Daddy. Oh, we just talked about Daddy. Uh, we mommy. Kyoya, yeah, who's Mommy. Uh, Kyoya... I, I, I just thought that oh, Tamaki sorry. was Mommy for a second. I'm so stupid. <laughs> Uh, Kyoya is the glasses cool character, as they refer to him as. Uh, he is essentially like the the guy who keeps the club running. Uh, he's the one who's doing all their accounting and managing their the budget accounting stuff, yeah. and finding ways for them to make money. We find out later on that they don't really have a budget for the club because it's not like technically officially a school club. Uh, so he makes money by like taking random pictures of them, the hosts, and selling like <laughs> books and magazines and calendars and. Things like that, and they charge the guests for all the food they eat and whatnot. Um, and if it wasn't for him being as like smart and creative as he is, like the club would have just been done because they'd have had no money. Um, I think there's at the end he even tells Tomaki is like, "This time you really overdid it." Like our budget, I remember that. Yeah, our budget's just that. like shot. I'm surprised I was able to pull this off. You know, kind of deal. Uh, he's also the kind of the more cold. Ev- kind of more like menacing. realistic yeah he's realistic but he also is they kind of refer to him as like the mean character um even though he's not really a mean guy uh he's he's kind of that uh, i guess a little more sundere to an extent one of the one of the that, but going back to the article i mentioned about like the 10 things you didn't see one of them was yeah. Kyoya's Kyoya's character development mm-hmm. which is it's true because he does get character development in the show yeah so the, it's not like big and i'm sure like later in the series like manga wise it's better uh, but from what we've seen, it, it's a little bit, a little tiny, tiny yeah. little bit. But uh, I, I think Kyoya was a fun character. Kyoya is honestly, I think my favorite. I, I don't really, know. Why. I, I really figured, vibe with Kyoya. I, honestly, when I was looking at the show, I'm like, this is gonna be Falcon's favorite character. <laughs> is it gonna be him or the silent guy? Oh, Mori Senpai. They Mori, didn't use Mori Senpai enough to be my favorite. That's. Uh, that, that, uh, <laughs> I remember the episode. Where it's it was when uh Honey's brother came and they're all like, you know, Maury, you haven't really done anything in this show. You're kind of just here. <laughs> You're just kind of just here. And he's like, oh. And then he just realizes he hasn't done anything, and it's like yeah. fourth wall breaking. They break the fourth wall a lot in this show. I love it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, I like Kyoya. He's like the the third son in a family, and it's pretty much been told he's never getting his like father's company or anything. So he tries to find ways to like make that happen because he doesn't like that he was just immediately like you know oh he's the third son he's never gonna get it so he he's very uh driven and uh engaged at trying to better himself so if he wanted to he could uh 
but because of that, he uh, he's a little more manipulative, a little sneaky in how he gets things done. Uh, I don't know yeah. why. Whenever I think of Kilia, my mind automatically going to the Alice in Wonderland episode. That was so weird. <laughs> I do not like that episode. There are three episodes of the show I don't like. Oh, is that is that one? Do of them? you have the three characters that I'm pretty sure you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. we will talk about. And the other one is the Alice in Wonderland episode. I, I, I appreciate I what fine. they tried to do. <laughs> I just weird. do not like it. It was a trip. It was a trip. Actually, I actually really liked it because of the message that they had at the end of it. But I, I guess I can kind of understand why you wouldn't like it because it's kind of like random. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like an anime original only episode. Yeah, it, it very much feels like they need filler. And like, we've never really addressed Haruhi's mom. We'll do it. But well, we'll it have was, the, the majority of the episode Haruhi's mom. Wonderland. It was also to kind of show like, oh, hey, you know, you're really mm-hmm. you're having a lot of fun right now. And you're, right, you have all yeah. friends. So, you know, aren't you just happy? And it was, I right. guess it's kind of like a wake up call to Haruhi's thinking that like, oh, are you happy with how your life is right now yeah. and how everything's going in that sense? So I, I liked it for that That's regard. True. And it wasn't really like seeing her mother, his her mother, because, you know, obviously right. her, mother, her mother's dead. Not a yeah. spoiler, but yeah, her mother is unfortunately passed away, deceased, only her father and her. Yeah. But, uh, you know. It's pretty cool. But yeah, every time I think of Kyoya now, I just think, I don't know why I'm thinking of like giant, like. Him in the caterpillar costume. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then him like eating a, a regular burger at a fast food place as well. And that, like Kyoya's day off. Of course, off you pick up the burger thing. You highlight the burgers and like everything. <laughs> I had Mentioned a burger five yesterday. Guys today. Hey, hey, uh, Wednesday. When, that was yesterday. And Wednesday, yeah. actually, Wednesday, I'm going to go. So the Sonic 2 movie's coming out. Right, going off a little. You're gonna going get off, a burger before the well, Sonic Two no, no, movie. Going off on a little tangent. No, no, I'm not gonna get a burger, but I'm seeing it early because so the movie's supposed to come out Friday the eighth, but they have early ticket showings, and I managed to score us me and my friends some tickets for the Wednesday the sixth. So I'm seeing it okay. in four days from the recording of this podcast, and uh, uh, afterwards we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings, which they do uh, have burgers. Burger? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm probably not gonna get a burger. I just wanted to bring that up because I like I like fast food. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, anything else we want to say about Kelly, or should we move on to? Uh... We, can, we can move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk about the twins next. Woo! Kaoru uh, and Hikaru. The Hitachins. Yes. God. Uh, they. They are Falcon, the Are you ready to play? Hype. Are you ready to play the Who is Hikaru game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna win the Who is Hikaru game? Probably not. It's an impossible game. No one's ever won before, except for Haruhi. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they're they're twins. Uh, they didn't really have many friends before the host club because uh, no one could many ever tell friends. them apart. They had no friends. Yeah, uh, no one could ever tell them apart, and they thought that was lazy, so they just didn't like interact with people. Uh, but they they have the whole like brotherly love stereotype kind of going for them. But uh, <laughs> they're very mischievous, very one mischievous. more so than the other. Uh, Hikaru's the more, more mischievous one. He's the more, he's the more yeah. emotional one. Hikaru's uh, the more emotional one. one, yeah. No, no, Hikaru's uh, the more emotional one. I guess it depends on what emotional spectrum. Kaoru no, has more of, like, the soft emotions, where Hikaru has more of, like, the, like, really noticeable, more excitable emotions. When I say emotional, I say, like, more prone to, like, show emotions in, like, situations okay. compared to letting it down. Compared to, like, the episode in, like, the summer vacation one. Ep- True. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Where there was Haruhi's friend, and everyone was, like, excited, and he and Kikaru was, like, just angry at him for no reason, because he's like, you yeah. don't need other friends, you just need us. Yeah. And, like that. and then they went on that date, and, you know, she, he left her, 
mm-hmm. and left her in the thunderstorm, which she's afraid of thunder. Tomaki, and, you know, so he, mad. he caught he caught who's definitely the more emotional one, while Kairu's yeah. the more calm one. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely like very in tune with their emotions, I'd say. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> yep, and sometimes they make plans when you don't realize they made plans, and you're just like, oh, these guys, they're crazy. They manipulate. I really them. I think they're some of my favorite characters. Whenever they're on screen, it's always fun. I really I like think they're their, some like, of the best really characters. Their, I really like their development as characters mm-hmm. as well. Especially, especially uh like the like the, the episode where uh, they had their fight. Mm-hmm. I like the episode where they had their fight, and I, it was all like a fake fight at the end of it all, you know. Because they just so, wanted to see Haruhi's house, yeah. They just wanted to see Haruhi's house, mm-hmm. but like one of them ended up dyeing their hair pink and the other blue, right? Yeah. And I I figured I think it was he Karu was blue and Karu was pink, right? And then the next uh, day, reverse, reverse. What? Well, yeah. he Karu was pink, Karu was blue. Yeah. Okay. Right. So then, like, obviously, the whole episode plays out, and you find out they're faking it, right? So then the next day. They're they're doing their uh their, their their stuff, and uh like they're doing their hosting amazingness that they do with their brotherly forbidden love, and you they still have the blue and the pink hair, and the Haru he casually strolls by and he's like, oh this time uh Hikaru has the pink and Karu has the blue, and it's like how and it's like you guys switched hair color, and, and it was like that moment, it's kind of like their moment where you know, it's like it's like flashes back to their past and. Mm-hmm. Basically, you see, like, oh shit, someone can actually tell the difference between us. This is like a real person, a real yeah, friend. The the whole episode we've seen flashbacks to where people tried and were just wrong. Um, and yeah, they after they make up the fight, they play the which one is Hikaru game in the club, and one of the girls is like, oh, it's easy now. Hikaru has the pink hair, and they're like you're right. And Haru's like, actually, you're wrong. They switched hair colors last night. Hikaru has the blue hair today. And they just give her this look like she's right, and she's the only person who's ever been able to tell. Um, which is why they kind of like end up falling for us because she's the only person who's ever been able to successfully tell them apart uh, without okay. just like randomly guessing and getting it right. I don't know what the hell was wrong with me, but I cried like a bitch in a lot of episodes. <laughs> I don't, I just cried a lot. But it was sad, especially, <laughs> especially on the, the last story. Especially like the be- last episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, what the hell? Why am I crying? Why the hell am I crying? It's 8 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> 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 it just shows how, how good like some of the, the characters are written but i really like the twins going back i really like the twins they're really fun yeah. characters especially when we get that whole episode that's just them for their backstory and we learn about them more which puts into definition more of that episode which is why i really like that episode because we mm-hmm. learn they had this maid and they really liked the maid the maid's like yeah no one's gonna ever tell you guys but the difference between you guys ever so too bad and then she was like kind of mean she like stole their money <laughs> even though they're like we'll yeah. give you the money if you just play with us I'm like, okay, whatever. That was weird. Mm-hmm. But it was yeah. really it was really fun. I really liked it. Uh-oh. Hmm? I'm gone. No, you're you're here. Oh, I, oh, I'm back. Okay. I don't know what happened. I kind of disappeared. Oh, I don't know. You're fine on my end. That's exactly oh, what yeah. happened to my Blaze Blue game. Freaking internet. Ah. All right. Uh moving on. I guess we should talk about Honey Sun Pie. Oh my god. <laughs> Hani Nozuka Senpai. He oh, is hi. the boy Lolita type. He is uh, the cutest very guy. Cutesy. Calls everyone Chan. Carries Hadu-chan. his uh, pink bunny called Usa-chan it, with him it was everywhere kind he of goes. Funny. It was kind of funny because I remember the first episode where he's calling Haruhi Haru-chan. I'm like, does he know that she's a girl? Because if you don't know, Chan is like uh, a way of saying a, uh, a female, female honorific. Yeah, A female honorific in uh, Japanese culture. So I'm like, 
does he know? Because like in the first episode, there was also the the like those six light bulbs, right? Which is supposed it to went, it, and they went turned on every time a member realized she was a girl. Yeah, but I think like the first time we saw that, there was only like two lights on, or three lights on, or something. And uh, I have to like he was the second to figure it out. Kyoya figured it out first when he heard her name because Kyoya knows who every student at the school. Obviously, is. obviously, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then. uh Honey was the next one because Honey said, here, I'll let you hold Usachan. Isn't he cute? And she, like, blushes and says, yeah, he is. Then that light comes on. Like, the second one comes on. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Mori was next, right? Yeah, because Mori I- picked her up because the twins were bugging her or whatever. And when he realized how light she was, he was like, oh, this is a chick. Like, it's like, okay. And then the twins. And then, yeah. and then, and then Tomaki and then, was last. Uh, Tomaki was left. And he only found out because he walked in on her changing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And also, he's like, guys. How did he's a girl? Like, yeah, did you not know? Did you not know? Did you not know that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Uh, I like Honey. Honey's very much more the comic relief of the show most of the time. Bro, the comic relief? More like the freaking badass fighter who apparently has, who apparently is like the US military is afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my uh, my god! Part of that scene is the like dust clouds form Usachan's head whenever he's done. So yeah, Honey's family is like a, has this like a very like secret martial arts style or whatever, and Honey is supposedly like the most gifted fighter they've had in like decades. Uh, but yeah, there's a story that they were training the U.S. military, and one of the soldiers woke Honey up because he felt Honey been sleeping too long, and now supposedly Honey beat everybody up so badly. That they're now like on bad terms with the U.S. due to like what he did, but yeah. Uh, and there was like that one part where he like fought his father, right? Yeah. Right? And like there was like a guy who was like the in like the like super like high up and like government, mm-hmm. government officials, and he's like, "All right," because he saw Honey fight with his full power, and it's like, "All right, we have to ban Honey from fighting from his full power because if he uses it, everything will just break and everyone will be afraid and it'll be really bad." Mm-hmm. So instead, he just eats cake and carries around stuffed animals. You know, that's what he does. <laughs> Because uh, Tommy was like, you should just do what makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, he and he literally, eats like three cake, he literally eats three cakes in like one bite. I'm like, okay, this guy's a freaking, this guy's a freaking gag character. All right. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's, his younger brother doesn't like him. And it's like, oh, it's probably because he likes cute things. And they were told not to like, you know, like things like that. And it's like, no, he eats three cakes every night. That's not normal. Who is this thing? <laughs> This uh, alien. Yeah, I think he calls him a monster. He's like, oh, but yeah. I like I like Honey a lot. Oh, Honey has a lot of my favorite moments in the show. Uh, just, I mean, just, <laughs> just great. Even like just how he interacts with people. There was a, oh yeah, like when they go to Haruhi's house. I forgot what it was, but I wrote, I wrote it, took a note. They're all like, oh yeah, we can order in food or we can go do this. And then Honey's like, you should cook us something. And they're all just like, what? Hardy's like, well, okay, but I got to go to the supermarket. Like, just leaves. I don't know why, but I lose it every time that happens. Like, they're all like, oh, we don't want to put her out. She's poor. She doesn't have money. We can work something out. Then Honey's like, you should cook us food. It's great. Like, they show up unannounced, just barge in. And then it's like, hey, you should you should cook us some food too. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> like, chop, chop, get with it. Um yeah, I like I like that moment a lot. That's um, just that's just too funny. And he's he's very gullible too. Like the episode where they spill tea on Usachan and they all oh know they're God. dead, and they're trying to figure out ways to like get him clean before Honey wakes up. Then Honey wakes up, and they're all worried they don't know what to say. And it's like, who got Usachan dirty? And then Mori's like, he wanted some tea and dropped the cup. 
oh, that explains it. Like very much just like the, like that's all they had to say was that Usachan was thirsty and like dropped the cup and you got dirty. But, yeah. Like just stuff like that is, I just like uh, honey a lot. He was always a lot of fun. Honey had a, fun, a lot of good moments. Definitely a good mm-hmm. character. All of them are good characters, especially the next one. Uh, which is Mori Senpai, who, who is Honey's cousin. Yes, because uh, apparently their families are like closely knit. So oh, like, yeah, he's like, like a crazy. he's like a essentially you think of it as like Neji to Hinata and Naruto. They're kind of like that yeah. kind of like family relationship. Except not, um, no, like, none of that like, very close. Hatred. Not like yeah. that main branch and like side branch hatred that Naruto has. It's just like yeah, yeah. we love each other because we're not we're not edgy. Like Neji. Yeah, it's like Mori's family knows they can never be like the heads of the family, but there's no like bad blood there. Um, but they're just really close. But yeah, he's like the the strong silent type to honey is like boiling it. Yeah, they never really let Mori do much. And they even like break the fourth wall and say, like, are you mad that you only have one line in every episode? You know, kind of deal. <laughs> um But I like I like Mori a lot. He's I don't, just somebody I don't that mind I wish he's we would have seen that. a little more of him. Because like we don't really get to do much except he's just kind of there and I'll be like, Yeah. You know, then it's like, all right, yeah. that was Mori's line for the episode. Moving on. Uh, I wonder how much his like, voice actor got paid. <laughs> no, that would be weird. Cause, like you're one of like the main recurring characters, but you at max have like two lines an episode, and that's Who's if you're lucky. One? Kind Who's of deal. Um, like I think the most he says is at the end when Honey says, "Don't go easy on him." And he says, "Yeah, I wasn't planning on it" or something like that. Like that's like the longest he ever talks in the whole show. I think. Um, because otherwise, just like, oh, Maury, did you think about this? Yeah, you're right. You know, like th- that's it. That's his line for the day. Um, but he he could have filmed that whole like season in like one voice recording session, probably. They could be like, all right, all 26 episodes, you're gonna be in and out in a couple hours. Um, yeah, he's fun. He's just supposed to be like the strong, silent type. And now here's a fun fact that you probably didn't didn't realize until I'm about to say it. You know okay. who his English voice actor is? It is Travis Willingham. Do you know who Travis Willingham is? Yeah, he's a he's a grog in a critical role. Exactly. There we go. He's a cast member of was, Critical Role. I paused because I, I was like, I think it's Travis, but I also was like, it could be like Kyle the Bear, but I couldn't remember. So I was like, wait, trying to get my brain. He's, but yeah, he's, no, yeah. He, and apparently his spouse is Laura Bailey. Yeah, yeah, it is. Whoa. Whoa. Every- Laura Bailey posted a picture of her with purple hair. Well, I don't know why you're bringing that up now, but okay. Because apparently people are like, oh, she's done a cosplay of all her three critical role characters from all three of her things. Oh, okay. Wow. Way to pay attention to critical role. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just the worst. Worst fake fan. Delete the, mm-hmm. delete the Vox Machina episode. <laughs> not anime <laughs> well all right um but yeah so uh anyway that's all the characters really real quick i want to give a quick shout out to my, one of my perf my one of my favorite side characters who only had two episodes it's a uh, ritsu kasanoda oh yeah kasanoda, the, guy, yeah. the guy who ended up also having a crush on a heart he and just wanted to play chris to kick the can with the homies <laughs> All he wanted to do was play kick the can. And I don't there was know like what is up with that guy. Like, like oh, God, he says it like he was three so times an episode. Yeah. I just want to play kick the can. Why does no I, one want to play kick the can with me? It's like, oh my gosh, that dude. I, re- I really, I really like, I really love him. I, he's like probably my favorite side character. In, like, and then the it ends with like, 
him and like a bunch of the school just like playing kick the can in the gardens or whatever. It's like oh, he he had the best character arc because he went from all of the girls hating him to all of the girls being all over him. Like mm-hmm. there was like the final episode during like the big Oran event, and like all the girls were just like on him. Yeah, and it's just like bro. Best character development <laughs> all of anime right here. Let's go. Right. My boy Ritsu Casanova. They call him Casanova. I think that's uh, what Renge calls him Casanova. The other the guys call him Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Bossa Nova. I'm like, bro, this guy, the best. Because he's also a Yakuza, like family son. So yeah. it's just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this character. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. I remember because I was watching the episode. And I actually started falling asleep on that episode, not because of the episode, because I was really tired. And I went back and I'm like, "What is happening?" Because I was like, kind of like half asleep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Bro, I love this character. Why didn't I just pay? Why didn't? Why was I sleeping on this?" <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're done with the characters, uh, I actually have a a, a little uh, a, a a poll that I told Falcon earlier before we started recording this is basically the 10 characters 10 characters from orange high school host club ranked by dateability that's right everybody we are going to discuss the dateability of these 10 characters based on this website are you ready not Got really it. i was not prepared for this uh <laughs> this but i guess we're gonna do it anyway if, if you type in orange high school host club character poll this is the first result on google so yeah <laughs> thank you google all right do you want to guess do you want any guesses for number one it depends on what they mean by dateability. Like, is what do they list like criteria that I could use to base this off of, or am I just blindly picking one of them? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I each of them has a description, but I'm just gonna read the characters to save time. Okay, all right. So, but do you want to guess like, who do you think? For number guess, one, who do you think would be the most popular character to date, or I guess the most popular character in the show? It'll probably be Tamaki, right? That's what I would assume, but I feel like it's not going to be him. And I could be big braining thinking of this. I'm going to say Kaoru. I'm going to say this right now. You're probably not going to guess who it is. <laughs> oh, that it's going to be Mori. Uh, uh, either that or it's going to be one of the side characters. Uh, look at the list of the side characters. All right. Well, number no, no, 10. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stick with Kaoru. Okay. All right. If you want to stick with Kaoru, go ahead. All right, it's number totally going to be a Rai, isn't it? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, st- who is a Rai? I don't even remember who that the, is. The guy from Karuizawa that Hikaru was like all jealous of. Oh, that guy. I don't think he's on the list. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. Anyway, anyway, number 10 is Honey Senpai. He's number 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Number 10. Number nine. Are you ready for number nine? Yeah. <laughs> Umihito Nekozawa. <laughs> <laughs> they had to put Nekozawa in there. Okay, I actually, I actually really liked his episodes, though. Like the episode mm-hmm. about his little yeah. sister was like super adorable. I really liked that episode, so I'm happy he got on the list. All right, number eight is actually Renge. Ren- I'm not saying her last name. <laughs> the the girl Mr. who came QG, in and was like, "Oh, I'm in love with with Kyoya, but ends up making a movie and stuff. And then yeah. it's just kind of like she just makes appearances with the, like extendy thing. She was a very fun character. Yeah, she, every like, time she appears, yeah. you see a. Uh, engine that's this powerful motor and then she appears on like a platform coming out of the floor it's always fun yes 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 i she, it was always pretty neat and then she ends up falling in love with or having a crush on haruhi as well oh my mm-hmm. god number seven we have hikaru hitachin that's right hikaru is number seven number six mm-hmm. is kyoya otori 
number six. That's right. Number five is Haruhi Fujioka, the main character. Are you ready for number four, Falcon? Yes. Kaoru Hitachi. Okay. That's right. Kaoru did not make it to number one. Yes, fine. <laughs> number two is Tamaki Suo. Okay. So, so we're at number two. Number two on this list is Mori Senpai. Oh, Kyoya, really? Okay. Kyoya's number six. Oh, wait. Yeah, never mind. I, I number one. Gotta give it to the boy. Who did I say was the best side character? It's Ritsu Kasunoda. Okay. Yeah, I think this 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 thing is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like he shouldn't have gotten first place, but I'm happy about it overall. Fine. <laughs> you look like you're just like this is the worst list ever. I hate everything. I mean, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, why, why don't we talk about a little bit about the music? Yes. So the opening uh, is really fun for this one. So it's the same opening for Japanese and English, but they just dubbed the lyrics. Oh, so the song is called Sakura Kiss. Kiss, Kiss Fall in Love. And the Japanese artist is uh, Chiko Kawabe, and the English artist is Christine Sa. I actually gave the Jap. I, I mean, obviously, we said we watched this dub, but I actually gave a Japanese, the uh, the Japanese intro and intro, the opening and ending, a listen to before the podcast, and you know they were fine, just mm-hmm. as fine as there was just as fine as the opening. Opening though, honestly, for this show, it's a banger. It, it's a total banger. It's honestly, it's one of those songs that would be on the list of like top ten anime songs try, mm-hmm. to try not to dance to. Yeah. Try not to sing along. I'm surprised it's not on more of them. Maybe just because it's older. But I feel like whenever I watch those lately, it's never on there. But that's probably why. It's probably just it's on a bunch of the old ones you have to search for. Uh, but then the uh, ending is uh, ending called Sprint. Sprint. I like the ending theme as well. And I the uh, Japanese artist is Last Alliance, and the English artist is Justin Houston. People I've never heard of. Yep. <laughs> Actually, when I actually I was looking at uh, what was I looking at? No, I was actually looking at the Japanese singer for uh, the opening, and I'm like, this is the last thing they ever did. Oh wow! I think, I think uh, maybe they just retired. Like, I've made all my money on this host club anime. I am rich now. I doubt that is the case, but yeah, interesting to know. I mean, I like the I like the ending. Sprint's Sprint's fine. Uh. I don't listen to it as much, but that's because I just want to get to the next episode, so I skip through I, it. I, I usually I would listen to it every time I was done with my, because I would usually watch like four, three or four mm-hmm. episodes at once, and I would usually just watch it at the end, just to kind of like close off that I was watching with my little binge for the day. So that's right, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like I really like both the opening and ending. They fit the anime really well. Uh, the ending theme was actually more in my mind than the opening. Because every time I would sing the opening, I'd just be like, kiss, kiss, fall in love in my head. Yeah. Like, every single time. Well, the ending, I just try to like sing it. And I'm like, oh, what's that next line? It's so catchy, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and then overall for like the music, it was kind of just meh, you know? Yeah, the actual show music is just kind of generic. It's not anything standout. No, it's not. But, mm. you know, if you you will probably remember the opening if you ever remember the show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's right. You know what yes. I'm saying. All right, Falcon. Well, I have a question for you, Falcon. I have a yes. question. Are you ready for my question? Not really, but go on and ask it anyway. 
Oh, you know, do you know, do you know what it is? Maybe. Yes, you do. Kids, <laughs> we talked about. <laughs> All right, Falcon. I have a question for the both okay. of us. The question okay. is going to be: uh, If you were to date one of the Oran High School Host Club members, other than Haruhi, who would it be? Ringe. She is the manager. She counts. <laughs> ha. You have to choose one of the boys. I do not have to. I already chose Bringay. You did not establish that in the rules. Therefore, we are done. Condor, I, I, who would you choose if you had to date? I, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to answer that. I'm going to answer okay. that honestly. I would date. You know who I would date out of all of these boys? I would date Honey um, Oh no. no, I would not. I'm not. I am not a pedophile. Unfortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, no, no. Oh God, why did you have to bring that up? God. <laughs> Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> We're leaving yeah. it in. I'm too yeah, lazy to edit it out. Honestly, I'll I, just forget I, to edit I, it out. I'd probably, really. I'd probably try to date. Uh, I'd probably want to date Kaoru. I'll say Kaoru. Okay. The twins. Or maybe I'd just be in a three-year relationship with both of them. I have no idea. Who knows maybe. what would happen. Maybe I'll just be able to pull out the move so well to get them both. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, good, good job being afraid to answer that legitly, Falcon. No, you mean a good job finding a loophole to your question? Yes, you, yeah. I'm I'm very happy with myself. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But All Falcon, right, did you did you know this? You want to know a fun little fact that I just found out on the Wikipedia sure. page? There's actually a visual novel game on PlayStation Two for Orange High School Host Club mm-hmm. with original characters as well, and then they had a then they re-released it exclusively on Nintendo DS as well as a port, hmm. updated with a fully voiced cast. Wow. Holy crap. In 2007 and 2009. That's kind of crazy. I kind of want to play yep. it. It's a dating set. Visual novel. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. I'll have to look into it a little bit. All right, bit. Gondor. But now it's time to talk about our favorite moments from the show. Well, and Elise's favorite moments because we have to address. Yes, we have to address. So real quick, real quick, real quick. Before that, I, I kind of I want to bring up the point of how this show is a reverse harem, but it doesn't really feel like a reverse harem. No. It kind of it's it, it's, obvious who she's gonna end up with. No, but like the thing is, it doesn't really like mean anything like to no. like the long run of thing. Like you could see it, but it's not like the, the show is like shoving it in your face. Right. Like this is the type of show where it's just like they're all like friends who like share like the same passion of being in the host club, and then Harvey he's here and she gets that passion as well as the anime goes along, showed mm-hmm. as shown in like the last episode, which I really like as well. Um and uh, you know, it's just really good to see everything like this. Like the fact that you would look at this anime and you'd be like, Yeah, this is totally a reverse harem. And it just doesn't have the doesn't really feel like that at all. It's kind of weird that the anime does it. You would probably look at it and you know, everyone would assume that it would be a reverse harem, but it would probably still be tagged no matter what. But when you watch the show, you get into like the meat of everything. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, Yeah, this doesn't feel like a reverse harem. This just kind of feels like a lot of friends just messing around. Yep. And that that my friend is a good feeling. This yep. show, honestly, this show, honestly, it hits different. Okay. Now, Tekla seems to agree with you. Yep. Or me. Yeah. They're very loud today. I don't know why. Well, but yes. Now moving on to the worst part of the show. Yes. Okay. And I know what you said earlier about how it deducts like a point or two. I'm hundred percent agreeing with you because if it wasn't for these, these three characters in the show, the show would be getting a nine out of 10 for me. hundred percent would be getting a nine out of 10. 
But Honestly, yeah, I could. Episode, if it wasn't for these people, I would either be giving it a nine or I'd be giving it a ten, just depending on probably my mood for the day. Yeah. And if you were thinking of the same people, we're referring to the Lobelia Girls Academy. Lobelia. Stop. No, no. I will leave if you do that. I will leave this fucking call. If uh, you do that. But yes. I almost skipped the episodes this time because I just hate them so much. And I was like, no. I got to rewatch it all the way. Obviously, sure I didn't know what I was getting into when mm-hmm. I got into it. Okay, so let, let's, let, let me let me go back. Let me go back to the first. Let's go back. So there's the first episode, right? There's these girls who come in from another school. They're dancing. I'm like, oh, you know, they seem pretty cool. And then they start talking and opening their mouth. And I'm like, can you please just shut the hell up? Yeah. Literally shut up. And so basically, they're, these, they're in these club called like the Zuka Club, I think, yes. right? And they do like plays and stuff, which is really cool. Plays and concerts and that sort of thing. And yeah. that's like super cool. But then you find out that these girls are like heavily like only female only. And they're like, they're at, a, yeah, they're at a girls only school. Um, but they're also like, they're lesbians. Like they're just in love with other girls, essentially. But and that's they, not a problem. But they no. like to like push their ideals onto other people. And I hate that. Yeah. Like they just assume that Haruhi being in this host club means she's like hating her life. And so they're trying to like poach her away. And that's like the whole point of their character for the first episode. And then in the second episode, it's just the leader has the hots for Haruhi and wants to kiss her. And so they set up this like huge stage moment just to like get a kiss from Haruhi. It makes no sense. It's really just kind of stupid, but that's just what they do. And I've never heard a single fan actually like their characters. Everyone else is like, these people could just disappear and the show would be 20 times better for it. I always joke around the other show was two episodes too long, so they just need to cut out the the Labelia episodes. So, right, that so the way, first the first it's, episode it's wasn't wasn't size. bad with them because of the fact like it's like they make their appearance, then they leave, they come back, Harvey gives them their answer. You think like, oh, we'll be back. I'm like, oh god. And <laughs> you know, yeah. episode fucking nineteen, I think mm-hmm. it is. It was something called like Labelia that. Strikes Back or something. Mm-hmm. Yep, I freaking even Lobelia strikes back. And basically the premise of the episode is uh these three girls kidnap Haruhi in a limo to their school, dress her up as a girl, and like, oh hey, you know, uh we want we're the main character of the show is like she's sick for our play, and we wanted you to do it. You yeah. don't have to do that many lines, it's cool, right? And Haruhi's like, Yeah, no, I'm not doing this right. And then the girl like has this like sad story about like how her mom or something was like you know she did it and it was like the pride of her Head school Zuka club member and so she I, doesn't get the solo ride or whatever. I ain't gonna lie, I actually felt a little bad for her in that moment. I'm like, okay, so you have like obviously interest in this and it's kind of cool, right? And then when Harvey accepted, she showed that like the thing where she was like peeking over. So that and that and that was supposed to imply, yeah, she's totally bullshitting this whole thing. Yeah, and like she, this is all fake, right? And the whole reason why she wanted to get a uh, she wanted Haruhi to be there is literally just so she could steal her first Haruhi's first kiss away from like the, the 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 host club. And I'm like, these guys are a bunch of petty motherfuckers. Ugh. Yeah, no, totally. They're I just literally really aggravated. And it's it's just like, why are these things episodes? Why I hope they never appear again. I've got attempted to like look at the manga and see if they they probably do appear one more time. Or something. I don't care. I hated them. They probably they really, have to. Uh, those episodes were the not. worst episodes of the show. Every mm. single other, uh, every single other episode was either good or amazing. These two episodes, the worst episodes. There was. I remember too when it. Like I said, this came out when I was in high school. I remember at the time going to conventions and stuff, and there were people who were uh, LGBT who didn't like 
Labelli because they felt like, hey, we finally have like some representation in the show. That's awesome. Oh, but they're the freaking worst. Like people did not like them like at all because it's just everything about them is just terrible. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some friends I don't know who like the show who skip those episodes. So, like I'm never watching those again if, if it's the Labelli episode. It's if just I'm bad. to ever rewatch the show, which I could see myself doing in the future, I'm most likely skipping those episodes as yeah. well. They hold no meaning. Maybe I'd watch the first one because I kind of like how it's like the first one where they're all panicking, thinking Haruhi's gonna leave, but she doesn't, which kind of shows like a nice thing. But the second episode is the stupidest episode ever, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah, it's garbage. Uh, but anyway. If you are going into the show, skip episode 19. Do yourself the favor. One of the worst episodes of anime ever. Yep. But now we should get rid of the bad taste in our mouth left by Lobelia and talk about all the fun things we like about Every the show. time you say the word, I just hear like the, the, the thing, you the, like how they sing. You just it hear them the singing, radiating in the back of your head. Uh, yeah, I, need, I need to bleach my mind. I need to bleach my mind from like all this. Oh yeah, let's talk about some of our favorite moments about the show. I know like that time that Kyoya got dragged out of bed to a shopping mall and left on a bench. And then he ate a burger. He ate a burger. And then Tommy's <laughs> like, oh no, we lost mommy. And he goes to report a lost child, which then embarrasses Kyoya <laughs> because people think he has like issues. It's, oh man. Uh, I like that episode. Oh, that's a fun episode. I think it's even just called like Kyoya's bad day. And he's just like, oh, over there's fine. You don't have much money. Oh, wouldn't you rather eat something nice? Yes, but you don't have much money, Haruhi. So just buy me whatever this is. I'll eat it. It's fine. You know, you know what else I uh, I didn't really like? So so episode 18 was the one about uh, uh, Honey's little brother. And that episode was kind of meh. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of meh. And then obviously the next the next episode was the Lobelia episode. I'm like, oh god, no! I was already in like a sour mood, mm-hmm. you know. But the episode before that was the episode you mentioned, Kyoya's yeah. reluctant day out. Uh, I really, as I mentioned before, I really liked the episode with uh, Nekozawa and his her little. Uh, that was episode eleven. Big Brother is a prince. I really liked that yeah. one. That was pretty neat. You know, I could I, I actually didn't believe that that was a wig that that guy was wearing. He's like, oh, he's afraid of he's afraid of the light. He can't stand in the light. And the girl's like, oh, but she's afraid of the dark. And like these guys are like polar opposites. It's such it's a ridiculous premise, but it worked so well. Yeah. So the whole point is Nekozawa is on the dark magic club. He's the only member. And he meets like in a closet in like the host club room, essentially, um, with his little cat puppet who's the cursed cat doll bails enough. That uh is probably one of my favorite gags of the show. And Tomaki's like terrified of Bales and F or whatever. <laughs> like the episode uh, where they're doing like the, the 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 scare. I think it was episode twenty one where they're like doing the like test the of scary, courage. test of courage. In the yeah, school. it's just and like the shadow puppet of Bales and F on the ceiling. This is we're on that episode. One of my favorite Haruhi moments is that episode where the president's trying to get someone to object, and it just keeps like zoning in on Haruhi's face, and he's hoping Haruhi will be like, "I don't like this idea," and like just. <laughs> straight face does not have a care in the world like it just keeps zooming in on it i don't know why but i find that moment hysterical every time <laughs> Come I watch on. It. someone has to have an objection yeah. right and then it's like yeah and then it's like i tried to get you, you right about it what are you talking about that it zooms in and that's like oh that's why you kept asking that question i just thought you were forgot you asked you know it's just like oh god Haruhi. just like think oh, about it um but yeah, I like that one a lot. That was fun. So, so something I am always for in a game or an anime or a TV show or any type of media is mm-hmm. a really strong start. Because I feel like if something has a strong start, it really keeps a person entertained. And I honestly felt like this anime had a, like a really strong start. Because I actually really liked 
episode one was good because it like got the premise but it was episode two that was really good because as you mentioned earlier it's like in the host club every we try to help everyone's problems right and then episode two was the episode where uh it was like that guy and the girl having trouble with each other mm-hmm. and you know and Tom, like, he's like, oh, we're going to help them and do their best. So they kind of, like, help out with, like, the big dance thing. And everything's, like, super yeah. awesome and stuff. And, you know, Haruhi may have gotten, like, her first kiss. But that wasn't the big part. I really liked how, like, they came together to, like, help this, like, couple. I thought that yeah. was, like, a really strong start. I'm like, if this is what this show is going to be about, I'm going to really fucking dig this. Because, well, you know, the one thing I love about One Piece that got me hooked about One Piece is the fact that Luffy would always help people mm-hmm. even when he wasn't, like, when they weren't asking for help. He would just do it because he, out of the kindness of his heart, wanted to help them. So this it's kind of like the same premise in this, where it's kind of like, you know, Tamaki. It's like, oh, I want to help. And that also goes into episode three as well with the physical exam one, which was pretty funny as yeah. well. And, and like there was that guy who's like, oh, I'm just looking for my daughter and stuff. And you know, Tomaki's trying his best to help him out of every, everything. I really liked it. So yeah. it was really like a strong start to the show. I really liked about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Other episodes I really like. Uh, I really like the beach episode a lot. The beach. Oh yeah. It's very different than most other beach episodes. And I appreciate that. Um, but it was more of like a wake up moment to Haruhi of she has people who can do things for her now, as opposed to her just doing things on her own because her dad's at work. And so her mom's not there. So she just does everything on her own. Um, and I like that dynamic of all the guys understand why Tamaki's mad. Haruhi does not get it. And it just like the process of her like getting it and figuring out why he's actually mad at her is just something I, I genuinely enjoyed. Um, plus, it was fun too just seeing Honey be like, "We're looking for shellfish," and Haruhi's like, "There's no shellfish on this beach." And then like looking back, and all of a sudden, there's just like shellfish everywhere because <laughs> Kyoya's guards are like putting it out because they owed Honey like money or something. Or, I like how Haruhi tried to like stand up to those bullies too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's boats. what they're match. He stood up to the guys. And uh, they got mad that she shouldn't have stood up to guys like that because she had just gotten beat up or whatever. Um, and then to her, she was like, well, no one else was there. I did it so the girl, other girls wouldn't get hurt or whatever. Um, but instead of, like, calling for one of the hosts who were with an earshot for them to come help out, who would have been more adequate at taking on the the challenge, uh, yeah, they were all just mad that she took it on herself to try to stop it. Um, oh, yeah. Which, Makes sense for both perspectives. She didn't really do anything wrong, but she also could have made a better choice by just being like Tomaki help and have Tomaki she, run in and save she, the day. She just needed a hand. She just needed a hand. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh what what other episodes did you like, Condor? I mean, obviously we should talk about like the last two episodes of the the show, which mm. obviously were probably some of the best. A really good conclusion. We really see how he like stand up and like protect what she really loves because it was kind of like at this moment where you know obviously obviously you see episode I thought episode twenty five and it's like the host club declares dissolution and if you know what dissolution means, mm-hmm. you probably be like what i wonder if a lot of like people like kids who saw this anime and they're like what does dissolution mean and then they go to like see the end of the episode where tommy he's like yeah I'm, we're just spanning the host club after everything after the Oran fair and i'm like wait what what's going on uh, i think i feel like the kids who wouldn't know what that means are not the ones interested in this show i feel like this is more of like a late middle school early high school show for most people uh, so i feel like they would at least using context clues figure out what that means um yeah i like the premise of it a lot 
uh, and we'll probably have spoilers for this one. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to listen to the final or you don't want to listen to us talk about the final episode, peace out now. Come back later. Uh, but yeah, uh, give it like give it like five, ten minutes and then come back or something. Yeah. But basically, uh, so, yeah, I really liked it because, again, um, I really like what Haruhi does at the end. And like everyone I always like an epi- a, a, an anime where everyone comes together to like help out to yeah. like a cause and stuff. Those are like it's like such a simple thing. But at the same time, it's really like lovable and great, and I really love it. So there's like the part where it's like basically this is like really rich girl, and she's like trying to she wants to yeah. Apparently, like uh, there's like this big thing with Tamaki about like how he had to live in Japan. I'll I'll set up the stage. So the last couple episodes deal heavily with Tamaki's backstory. Uh, We find out that Tamaki was an illegitimate son, um, and. he lived with his mom until he was 14, uh, but his mom had like very bad health. But Tamaki's grandmother didn't like Tamaki for the fact that he was illegitimate, but they had no other family heir. So she makes a deal that Tamaki gets to be the heir and the grandmother will pay for all of his mother's medical bills and make sure she lives comfortably for the rest of her days. But Tamaki has to move to Japan to take over the family business and he can never have contact with her, his mother ever again. So that's like the whole premise of why he's in Japan for the first place. Yep. Um, so basically her, his mother runs away and stuff as well. I don't know if you mentioned that. I think you did. His mother yeah. runs away after this all happened. And basically she finds herself in this other families, uh, like as a maid or something, I think. Yeah. She's, she's working for the Toneris as a maid. Yeah. As a Toneris. And there's like this girl and he's like, she wants to marry Tamaki and stuff, take him away. But also this family's like buying up the, uh, Kyoya's company. Who's like one of the biggest companies as well. Yeah, they're they're buying all the like wealthy Japanese businesses, and so it's presented to us that they're trying to buy Kyoya's family's business. So the grandmother is trying to marry Tamaki to the Toneris to keep their business from being like bought, essentially, and keep, keep ba- their hands basically on. that. Yes, and so it's kind it's kind of like you know uh, they do that and they announce the dissolution of the fair, mm-hmm. uh, the fair of the club, and basically everyone comes like a condition, like you know what, fuck that. We are going to get Tamaki back. So Tamaki's like in a car, like being driven to the airport to go fly somewhere. And basically, uh, they're like, "Oh, right. we have no time." They, they're gonna like take a car, but then like Kyoya is like Kyoya has like secret police or something, and they're like trying to stop him. But obviously, Honey is like literally like a, a secret government let weapon that only is like unleashed in like the the hidden sectors of life that no one would mm-hmm. know about. It's just a secret weapon, so he just fights them off while uh, him, Mori, and Kyoya stay behind while. Uh, Haruhi and the twins go in the carriage to try to chase after it. It's kind of it's so weird. It's just like a carriage of horses chasing after well, Yeah, they, they'd ordered the, the French carriage for the parade. They were going to dress up as like 17th century French nobles or whatever <laughs> and ride in this carriage for like the, the festival parade. But yeah, the, the whole point is Tamaki decides to leave because if he marries Eclair, his grandmother is going to let him see his mother again, essentially. So he decides he wants to see his mom and so he goes to this whole thing. But yeah, they... uh. Kyoya's family had made a deal to where if they kept the host club from following, I guess they'd be able to keep their company. Um, so they didn't want them meddling in. But yeah, uh, I think it's funny because like Honey is like, all right, Takashi, let's get him. Don't hold back. And Maurice is like, yeah, I got it. Uh, and then like the next time it comes to them, you just that's see it, like a line. pile of guards and Honey's just like wiping off his hand. He's like, that'll teach you to be mean to my friend. You know, it's just like the most like normal kid thing. But cutting back to where we find out like, how kind of mean Tamaki's grandmother is. You instantly know she's mean because Hardy's like, oh, is that Tamaki's grandmother? And Honey just instantly says, I hate that lady. And you've I never heard him is. like 
mad or annoyed except for the fact when he had a cavity and couldn't eat sweets you never heard him say like a bad word about anybody and it's just like instant hatred for this lady and you're like okay hold up what's the deal here i, um, I, I love see why. how they're able to use that to set the mood oh yeah basically it was a really good mood setter and if you really like know the characters you know them really mm-hmm. well then obviously it would make the most sense in the world anyway yeah. Uh, basically, uh, the, the horse, the, basically, uh, I think it was Hikaru that was driving. No, it was Hikaru who Hikaru was driving. driving yeah. And, uh, basically he gets injured because I think the horse like trips cause he's going too fast and he gets injured. They're running too right. fast and they hit a rock. Yeah. And they fall off. And then Hari has one of those character moments, and I, I love, I always love the. Kid. It's like, it's like, it's like Hyun from like the the Haruhi movie. Mm-hmm. Funny, the Haruhi movie. <laughs> And uh, she has like has this moment where she's like she's like realizing everything that's like it was it was uh, the flashback with her father that she yeah. had like, trying to try like some things are gone and we can't do anything when it's gone and uh, what, what's not said but it, what it's implied is but you should do whatever you can to protect the things yeah. that you have she she gets on the thing speeds on the cart down the road cuts them off holds his hand out to Tamaki misses but then Tamaki just like jumps out and jumps over to hug her and they both fall into the water and it's really cool and then the girl yeah, she, uh, who the biggest fiance actually ends up falling in love with him and it's weird yeah, you, you kind of virtually but yeah she goes after <laughs> her and she's chasing after him and Tamaki's like worried about her he's like stop that's very dangerous like go back and she's just like no like uh you think you're like a you think you're bugging us or, you know, ruining our lives with this, but we're, we all genuinely like doing this. Come back and be with us. Like, why are you just bailing on us kind of deal? Um, she kind of unofficially admits that she she likes him. And the fact he's in love with her kind of deal. Yeah, when she ends up like hitting the side of the bridge and like falling off, he he tells Claire like, I'm sorry, I have to go. And he jumps off to save her kind of deal. Um, and that, I, li- I like how they did it because they didn't like officially declare like, that's who she ends up with. But at that point, it's like, have you ever had any doubt as to which guy she was in love with? Like that solidifies everything in my mind, at least. Um, but yeah, then they go back to the the party and have Everything's fun. Everything's really happy and good. I think- Another moment I want to mention that I like okay. about the episode is uh, the part where uh, Kyoya's dad is like, uh, mm-hmm. he just stands up and like defends him and stuff. It's super cool, and then what I really like about the end of the episode, and this is such this is such a huge flex, and it's such it's so Kyoya, where basically he ends up buying his father's company from giving uh, it back. other people, other people uh, from the from the from the people, yeah. and then he gives it back, and he's basically saying, yeah, I don't need your pity, your your company. I found I finally realized what's more important in life, so you could take your freaking stupid company back. That's I think is my favorite moment of the whole show because yeah we see earlier on like you said Kyo you get slapped by his dad because his dad views the host club as like a waste of it or his time and he can't believe his son would just be like leisurely playing around in his free time and Haru he's like what are you talking about without him like this wouldn't go on or whatever because like you realize on the show he's managing the budget he's scheduling all the events he's planning everything he's literally because of Kyoya that's the only reason the club exists. Yeah, I love at the end. It's like, oh yeah, a mysterious spot, uh, like uh, person bought out the company, and they only used the initials KO. And he's like, yeah, that's Kyoya. And then he gave management rights back. So like, I love the fact that not only was this waste of time, not a waste of time, he made enough money to buy his dad's company and then give it back. And just like, okay, here you go. Like, this is my money we earned. I saved your company for you. Here you go. Be careful how you use it. Then I like too that that gets uh, Kyoya's dad and Tamaki's dad fighting over uh, who gets to have their son marry Haruhi. Like it's very much like 
they they say that like they finally think they'll you know forever be on good terms to like have everything played out then it's like but i will say just to let you know that uh that uh food that honor student would make a, a great bride for my uh my for Kyoe, and then he's like, well, then maybe we won't get friends. along because uh, <laughs> I have like, like, oh, I was like, uh, no, actually, if that's the case. No, we're not going to get along because uh, she's marrying Tamaki. But yeah, it was, I love that. I like that a lot. And even just like how she's dancing with all the different hosts at the end, how it's all in their personality. Like, honey's just spinning around like crazy fast and doing whatever. Then when she switches to Mori, he like slows her back down to normal speed, then switches off to all the like. It was, I just liked how they did that too. That was just a nice little scene incorporating all the personalities and how they danced with her at the end of the show. Honestly, it's a really good it's a really good conclusion to the anime, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I would yeah. say personally, I think it I feel like it ended it wrapped everything up in a tiny little bow, and it's like, yeah, I don't really need to know more about this. I think I'm content. Yeah, it's one I would I honestly would like to see a second season of, but I also, from what I remember reading back in the day had read that the beginning of the manga was like really light and humorous and the back half gets more serious and more romantic. Cause I feel like the fact they made it as comedic as they did, it makes sense to not do more because you'd have to change the tone of the show enough that it makes sense. Like, cool. We ended it here. This is a nice little bookend kind of more about Haruhi growing to like the host club and realizing she's, these are her friends and she enjoys doing it. Then just kind of ending it. You're good. Uh, you can read the manga if you want to see what happens with the characters afterwards. Uh, but if you just want a nice little comedic fun package, here you go. You have it. But anyway. I, I, again, that's that feeling of how I said where it's a reverse harem, but doesn't feel like a reverse harem. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it kept going, it would have felt like more of a reverse harem in that case. Okay. Though I honestly can't see uh, Mori or Honey actually falling in love with Haruhi. I can see everybody. I can see Kyoya yeah. eventually doing it, maybe. But the twins and and uh, Tamaki are already in love and that's not to yeah. count. That's not to count. Kyoya is at the end. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, Honey and Mori never really seemed interested. They were just no. kind of more the upperclassmen. I, I, Kyoya didn't seem like that at the end either. But considering what the way that the show is going, especially how mm-hmm. like his dad was like, I really want my son to marry Haruhi. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there would have been feelings eventually. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's still it would definitely have been a tone shift. It would definitely tick away from the show. Probably. Yeah. It would have been nice if they did like a movie, maybe. That could have been nice. That would have been nice. I wonder why they didn't do a movie. I know there's a live action. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's like after the anime, but there's definitely there's a live action and uh, TV series and film. There's a live action TV series and film. Mm -hmm. The live action TV series began 2011, and the the film it was also 2011. It was just, it was a it was to so oh my god so the TV this they basically did what I said so the live action had like there was just like a live action show right and then like I guess to conclude everything there was a live action film that concluded that mm-hmm. was after the film why couldn't they just do that for the anime I don't know Condor but I think we should start wrapping it up here giving our final opinions on this show so uh, I mean if they're listening earlier to our our uh, when we were talking about how much we hated certain episodes they probably know our score by now. But yeah, let's give it. Why don't you let's go make first? It official. Why don't you uh you go first since you recommended it? All right. So yeah. So I this is probably my fifth time through the show. I watch it every so often. Uh, I really it doesn't hold it. up to today's standards, Falcon. It really does. Um, I wish they would like move it to HD format instead of just standard def, really, uh, or at least like widescreen. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it still holds up. I think it's a great show for a first timer. There's nothing really like too weird in there besides just their like more dating sim personalities to an extent. Uh, but I think if you 
uh, first timer liker of like comedy animes or even like the more romance kind of animes, I think you'll only like it if you haven't seen it already. Um, Lobelia's episodes aside, and really Alice in Wonderland, I don't really care for that one either. That one, I like it. One. I think it's probably uh, it's probably a hit or miss for most people. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great show to get into. But yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half because I just dislike the Lobelia girls that much. Uh, I can't. If it was without them, honestly, I think this could probably end up being one of like almost a perfect score because I think everything it does, it does great, except for those girls. Ugh, I can't. And, um, and yeah. The thing was, even if like these these girls weren't like as bad as they were, mm-hmm. no, let me rephrase that. The only reason why why we were taking a point off for these girls is because of how bad they are as characters. Yeah. If these if these episodes are kind of just like meh or they're they're okay, then maybe we'd be giving it a nine or a ten. But these these three characters are just literally like the worst characters. They literally it, bring down seen. your opinion of the show. Like you're like, oh, it's great, except for these girls who I hated, and they stick with you enough that you remember they're there. So it's not even like you could be like they were forgettable. Like, no, I remember them and they were bad. Compared to a show like March comes in like a line where it's like, oh yeah, there's the sister who everyone hates, but she's still a really good character when you think about it. We have reasons for why she's that way and why we hated her. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, these girls now they're just they're just there, and yeah, you're so. supposed to hate them because they're lesbians who love each other and hate males. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, eight and a half. Condor, oh your God. turn. So this was my first time watching Oren High School Host Club, mm-hmm. a show that was made in 2007. Watching in 2022, uh, 15 years coming. Uh, does this show hold up to today's standards? I'm gonna say hell yeah, man. You know, honestly, this was a pretty solid show. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say uh, if you've never watched this anime, you should definitely try to experience it because it's definitely an experience you want to see, and it's just a really lighthearted tale of comedy and friendship and just a lot of fun moments and stuff. And there's just a lot of good things you'd probably come out with from watching this show. Would I recommend this for a first time watcher? I'm gonna say yes. I actually would recommend this for a first time watcher uh, because not only is the dub uh, a straight really good dub. But, like, there's nothing, like, too extreme that animes usually have that would, like, define things. Like, there would be, there's, like, comedy parts that are kind of, like, a little bit anime-ish. But, like, it's in for the sake of comedy. So, it kind of, like, makes sense in that regard. So, I would definitely 100% recommend this for a first-time watcher. I'm, I'm, I'm going to also give, I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I would give it a 9 out of a 10. But, once again, I'm going to side with Falcon. I really, literally, it, it's kind of funny because before you said that, I remember, like, after watching episode 19, which was the second episode with the Labelia girls, I'm like, yeah, I'm deducting a point because of these episodes. It was just <laughs> yeah. that bad. It mm-hmm. was just really that bad. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my God, why is, why is this here? I can't believe it. They literally could have taken these characters out of the anime and it would have affected nothing, nope. you know? So it's kind of just sad. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Definitely watch it if you haven't. If you've been thinking of watching the show and you listen to our podcast, 100% watch this because it is worth it. You may find some things that we didn't even uh, that you might enjoy that we don't enjoy, as usually people find different enjoyment out of shows. That's right. All right, there you go. So it is officially going to be known that Oren High School Host Club is a certified Bird Brothers banger. Brothers banger. We, we seriously need to make a graphic for that. It's like you didn't throw it up on the screen. You have to get um, that. You have to get that commissioned. Oh my I god! Have to get that commissioned. If, if, you can, if you can, if you can find someone to commission it, I'll give you the money. Okay, I'll look around. I'll look around. Look, look around, please. I trust your opinion more than mine. <laughs> All right. That anyway. way, every time we say "certified bird brothers banger," 
We can just throw it up. We there. just flash it on the screen. We also have to think of an opposite, like a Bird Brothers bust or something. Mm, maybe, maybe. We'll have to see. All right. But anyway, thank you for listening to our episode on thank the Orange High School Host Club. It was a if pleasure to, keep... to watch this anime. Thank you very much for recommending it, Falcon. You're welcome. But if you all, the people, would love to keep in touch with everything related to the podcast, news, updates, and all that, you can check us out on our Twitter at BirdBroPod. Uh, if we have to reschedule anything, postpone an episode, have uh, new updates, or just fun tweets, you can find out there. Or if you're like, you know what, these two guys, they're pretty chad. I want to chat with them all the time. You can hop into our Discord. Not and you know, the link is on the screen for you video viewers. It is also in the episode description on both YouTube and whatever podcast service you listen to. You can get in there, have some fun chats with us. We, we're always all about that. Uh, we're there most of the time. But yes, this has been the Oron Host Club episode. We have enjoyed hosting you today. We have. Do not forget your cell phones and wallets on your way out the door. Yes. Tips are much appreciated. Oh yeah, Condor. It is your pick for next week. It is my pick. What are for we? Next what are we discussing next week? Right. So there was this anime I wanted us to watch, and I'm gonna hold off on us uh, on us watching it because there's actually no way to watch it legally. Okay. Unfortunately, and I thought I thought it was on Funimation, but I checked it beforehand, and I'm like, crap, it's not on here. So I had to thought of another one. So I kind of I kind of already kind of mentioned it already. What we're watching, in a sense. Uh, but uh, I, I've heard this anime is not really the best anime because it's not like it's kind of you'll probably realize it when we watch it. But we're, we're going to be watching. Oh, my God. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Uh, tell me, Condor. I'm ready. Yes. Uh, we're going to watch Blaze Blue Alter Memory, which is basically the okay. anime adaption of the first two games. OK. In 12 episodes. 12. 12 OK. Yeah. And there's a All reason right. for that. And this is going to be interesting because you have any uh, do you have any uh, experience with Blade Blue at all? I played the first game, Calamity Trigger. I never got around to the second one, but I always wanted to because I had that DLC character that was the girl that used Tonfas, and I really liked Tonfas. Oh my god! No. I was like, whoa! Her There's name a girl her, that uses Tonfas, and I just never got around to it. Ironically, her name is Makoto. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I played so it. In we game. need Makoto OC fan art dressed as Makoto. Blaze Blue. Yes, you'll, you'll get the underboob from my OC because your outfit has underboob. Oh my god! Okay. But ba- but basically, I- I'm excited to see your opinion of it because I recently beaten. Uh, I I talked about earlier. I recently beaten mm-hmm. Con- Continuum Shift, and obviously when I played uh, Continuum Shift, I played a- the extend version, which comes with the Calamity Trigger of Reconstruct, which is basically like a story of it. But I'm excited because I've heard a lot of kind of bad things about it but i like double checked going into it and apparently uh other than like two voices which aren't like really important voices all of the cat the dub cast from uh the games come back to reprise their roles for the anime and the anime basically came out like after the third game came out so i'm excited to see uh because what i really like about the series was the, the was some of the voice acting but i guess we'll go more into that when we talk about it next week on the bird brothers podcast all right Thank you all for flying in. We're flying out. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>